0: What's up everyone? I'm Chad.
1: And this is Stephanie.
0: And we're joining you wherever you're at. If you're driving in a car, if you are doing the dishes. I hope you're well. I hope you're, you're taking doing a
1: composter out.
0: <laughs> big things. Hope you're thinking big, even if you're just taking the trash or the composter out. Today's a great day. We're excited to be back with you on these short little episodes. And we have some new ones. So Steph, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we are talking about trust and surrendering how to receive that.
0: Yeah. So Trust, Surrender, Receive is the title of this really interesting book that details the journeys of people who do the MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. And today's episode isn't about that, but it is about that trinity of trust, surrender, and receive. Often we can't receive because we're forgetting the first two steps. And the great thing about trusting is that it eventually leads us to this place where we see surrender as not this you know western taboo word that signals losing a fight but something that signals opening ourselves up to receiving so let's start off with trust when you hear the word trust what do you think about
1: hmm someone wants the best for me like when they're giving me advice or conversating with me or just in general They want the best for me and that just means in what they're telling me and what I'm telling them that, you know, they're going to do good by me. That's how I think about trust.
0: And when you think about somebody that says the word a lot or uses the word a lot, do you think trustworthy or do you think? If someone keeps telling
1: me they're trustworthy, Yeah, you're not. (laughs) But then again.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing about like reciting corporate values or uh, being obsessive about corporate values.
1: But I also think about Something that's pretty funny. I don't know why I was randomly thinking about this. When someone asks you if you did something, like, Chad, did you take my AirPods? You know, something like that, and you automatically go into a place where you're like defending yourself, like, no, I didn't. And it sometimes, even if you didn't do it, it's like a year later, you're like, Did they really think I did that? Like if someone came to you and they're like, Hey Chad, there was five dollars on the counter, like, did you did you take that? And you'd be like, No, I didn't take it. And then you keep thinking about it, like having to convince the person that you didn't actually do something, even if you really didn't. Have you ever experienced that?
0: <laughs> um, it's of having to convince somebody that you didn't do something that you didn't do.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like you always kind of like suspect yourself of like, how could they think I did that? Now I really have to overly convince them. And now they're not going to trust me because I'm trying to convince them that I did not take that $5.
0: Sounds like you're picking the right <laughs> battles there The mi- on the micro. Well,
1: that's just an example, but.
0: Who are you hanging around to? The suspicious well, that's suspicious of you stealing five dollars. No that one. That's an example. Questions. Like
1: if someone ever suspects me <laughs> of anything, you feel like you've like overly convince them, even if you didn't do it. And then you're like, I don't I, know. Yeah. Just a no,
0: thought. I, yeah, I get what you, I get what you're saying though, and I, I know the the feeling to uh, of getting kind of like sucked into like proving because uh, that in my yeah. mind that is kind of like the vortex of proving. Uh, to other people, which is like if you have to prove things to people, uh, there's really not like not much of that there, there's really not much there anyways, I
1: think, yeah, yeah, like ten years later, like you know I didn't pay that ten dollars right? the five dollars
0: <laughs> I'm still confused about this example or where it, where it came from,
1: <laughs> I guess to me it's they didn't trust me to begin with if someone were to ask that,
0: yeah for that's sure that's where it
1: comes back to See? Yeah, for sure, bringing it all around,
0: yeah, so the idea I think of you know, thinking about these three things and how one begets the other, I think it's really cool because there are just uh, a lot of barriers psychologically that people have to uh, surrendering because it's associated with losing or it's associated with um, weakness or, you know, things like that.
1: Or you've been hurt in the past, maybe when you did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, I think that kind of busting down those stereotypes is really important and just Encountering the word and encountering the the feelings associated with that word with uh, fresh mind and fresh eyes is critical um, because when we don't surrender to the situation, the circumstance, um, we can't really see what's going on. And you know, you can always go back, right? Like if you feel like you're surrendering or uh, allowing, and it's not working out well for you, you can always back away. But I think what's interesting about pushing through. And going through all these feelings that come up with surrendering is eventually you're going to get to a place where you're receptive and where you can receive the, the compliment, the, the love, the goodwill. Uh, how often have you gotten a compliment and then immediately gone to or said something like, you know, you kind of like passed the buck or cited something else as like, well, it wasn't really it wasn't really me or it wasn't really like my hard work or it wasn't really compliment
1: this. the person back. Yeah, you look nice today. So do you. They're yeah. in like sweatpants.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, falling into, you know, just trying to throw it right back to them. is kind of like this defensive thing of not accepting it and not uh, receiving it. And um, yeah, so I think this is just a really, really interesting phenomenon and with receiving. Uh, you know, I'm coming at this as somebody who just c- couldn't handle birthdays uh, for a long time and didn't really understand why. And it just gets down to the root of this, which is, like, the trusting, the surrendering, uh, which I was not able to, to do, really. And that put me in a place where receiving was painful and where receiving was just, uh, you know, coming with so many different attachments of, like, well, if I do, I'll have to do A, B, and C for them later, or I'll have to do um, this better, or they're going to, like, pull it back, or the rug's going to be pulled out from under me and it's going to turn into this nightmare, and it's often not the case. So allowing ourselves to receive, especially during this tumultuous time with everything going on socially and culturally is uh, critical because a lot of us have you know, done good things or worked really hard or built a relationship and a network where when tough times come, you can rely on it or you can uh, reach out to those folks. But you aren't going to be able to get what comes back your way. If you don't get the trusting and the surrendering, right?
1: Yep. I love it. So if you could summarize it quickly on how to trust, surrender, receive, like how did you get past that? If there was one thing you did or two things you did or a mindset shift, what would it be? But you have less than a minute or two to answer.
0: Accepting that you're going to be hurt and letting down, I think is the key to trusting. And at some point in some way and stop having all of these uh, hopes or or wishes or conditions placed on offering trust to another person. Just offer it, just offer it and don't think anything of it. And if you have to asso- associate or su- assume the worst, do so um, because it's worth exploring what happens after that trust is given. Uh, the second is surrendering. Uh, just experiment with it and, and f- really feel what it feels like to um, go into that ego echo of it's weakness. You're going to fail. It's like, it's what losers do and hear that voice of the self that says, don't surrender. Don't experience what comes after that. Uh, Because what comes after surrender is usually this wonderful realization of like, oh, there are things for me here. There there are new feelings, there are new emotions, or there's a new level of intimacy with my friend, with my spouse, whatever the case might be.
1: Yeah. It's also kind of like letting go. And let yeah, life happen. Sure. I think so many people are trying to control their life so much that it actually can make it worse. Like sometimes just let things happen and don't try and overthink it all the time.
0: Agreed. Yeah, the tinkering, the exploration—that's going to lead you to a much more exciting place rather than this one that you have like held firmly held in your mind. Like, oh, things have to work out this way um, because if you explore, if you are open to things, you might discover a whole new path. So, to everyone listening. Steph took your $5, I'm sorry, or $10, (laughs) or all of the above. I'm really sorry about that. Oh, Um, man. You were right all along. You've been
1: suspecting me for a decade. (laughs) I
0: know. All right. That
1: was just an example, by the way. I didn't do it.
0: All right. See you next time, everybody. See ya. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right.